Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I am a female leader in the professional sports industry, and my front office resume includes titles like general manager, vice president of corporate partnerships, and director of sales. According to the Institute for Diversity and Ethics Research, less than 25% of leadership roles in the sports and entertainment industry are held by women. We've got work to do. Why? Because a 2018 study by McKinsey found that companies with gender and or culturally diverse executive teams were 21 to 35% more likely to outperform the competition. Simply put, diverse leadership helps your bottom line. The Leadership is Female podcast is here to help. The Leadership is Female podcast is here to help. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here to create visibility by interviewing successful women who work in sports to uncover opportunities and teach you the tips and mindset that will get you to the next level faster. I believe there is enough room at the table for all of us. Take your seat and join me week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Leadership is Female. Today I am going to be doing a solo episode, just me. And what I will be talking about is maternity leave. For those of you who follow me on social media or follow this podcast, know that I was expecting and had my third child, little Miss Elin Jansen, at the end of May this year. And I took a full 12-week maternity leave. This is the first time that I've taken a full leave, and um, I've got three kids, and I've done it three different ways. So I wanted to share that journey with you. This episode is for managers. It's for expecting mothers. It's for those who are not expecting um, but can share this episode with those who are. I think the more we can learn about uh, the maternity leave options and what you might be able to craft for yourself, the more power you have when you're deciding what to do. Women have some unique life experiences and having a child is definitely one of them. I didn't have any of this information to lean on when I was making decisions about maternity leave, so I wanted to share these experiences with you so that you might be more prepared than I was. Sometimes it's not so cut and dry what to do, and you might not have a maternity leave policy in the company that you work for, and in that case, the ball is in your court to decide what you wanna do and what will work best for you and your family. There's a lot of things to consider, including your finances, including what needs to be done at your full-time job, including what you want for your family. And I want you to take a look at what I've done, um, get some ideas. And this is not a do what I do type of episode. This is a sharing what I did so you can be more prepared when it's your time or when you're managing somebody and uh, they're expecting a child. So here we go. Leadership is Female, episode 55, Emily Jansen, my maternity leave. Okay, so I said I've got three kids. So first up, we'll start with my first child, Magnus Jansen. 
was born in September of 2017. At the time, I was an account executive in corporate partnerships, and it was the end of the baseball season. So I had made it through 70 home games, really pregnant with Magnus growing every single week. I think at the time I went to every game but one, stayed at least five and a half innings. And I remember leaving on the last game. I was nine months pregnant and I was just so proud of myself for making it all season long and uh, doing what I needed to do to, to get the work done. And he was born a few weeks later. And before I had him. I was probably 13 weeks pregnant when I made the announcement to my boss, hey, I'm going to be expecting a baby at the end of the season in September. I remember my hands shaking in the office when I made the announcement. I was so nervous at a time when I should have been so excited. I guess I was really excited, but it's one of those like really vulnerable moments with your boss to say like, hey, I'm expecting because things change after you have a baby. You're obviously going to be gone for a while when the baby's brand new. And then, you know, your life sort of changes and your availability changes after that child is born. So I had come up with an idea of what I wanted to do for maternity leave. So I presented this plan and in the plan was a two week vacation followed by 20 hours a week that I would work from home. This was in 20. 17. Oh, and I'm sorry. This was, he was born in 2014. See, look at three kids. I'm already getting the dates wrong. Um, but anyway, okay. So he was born in 2014. So this was way before we did a work from home thing. You know, you were in your office, like on your desktop, making phone calls from your landline. So working from home was definitely a stretch, but that was my pitch. I did not want to miss a sales cycle. So you know, you guys mostly all work in sports, so you understand what that sales cadence is like when you're operating during a season, off season hits, and sales really turns up. So I was going to be out from September, end of September through the end of the year, through Christmas. And that was really an integral time to lay the foundation for all the sales that I was going to close before the next baseball season. And I really didn't want to miss that or slow that progress of my career. So what I pitched was two week full vacation and then 12 weeks working from home at 20 hours per week. So what I also arranged was half the pay. Uh, My base salary would be cut in half because essentially I'd be working half the number of hours. And along with this plan came also a plan of communication. I would report weekly to my boss the number of meetings set and with whom, the number of meetings that were held and with whom, and the number of proposals I had out and their likelihood of closing. I sent this every Friday afternoon and a little bit different here too, I was setting meetings in the beginning for phone conversations. So meeting number one was over the phone versus in person, which was also sort of a switch for me. After meeting one was completed, and they were excited to review a proposal or see some of the ideas we had for partnership, meeting two would be in person. And I was not ready to meet in person 
that first month, obviously, after I had my son, I think I waited about six weeks until I started taking in-person meetings. And what I did was get a lot of help from the team. One, I had some of the guys on the corporate partnership crew attend the meetings instead of me. So I would prepare a preliminary proposal after meeting number one. I would talk to them about the client and what they were expecting. And I would let the client know like, hey, I'm not going to be able to be there, but you know, this guy's going to be here to to um, show you what we've got. And then after the meeting was over, I'd have a phone call both with the client and with the, the person from my team and say, hey, how did it go? You know, where, where are we headed with this? And that was a huge help for me that they were able to sort of tap in when I wasn't able to be there in person. Um, there came a time where I was ready to start taking in-person meetings. I think I was about six weeks out, Magnus was maybe six weeks old, and we had a woman in our accounting department who was, um, she called herself Grandma Baseball. This is not the name that I gave her, but she was such a sweet, sweet woman who just adored my newborn son because who doesn't love a baby? And I dropped Magnus off literally in her arms and ran out to a meeting to do a pitch for a client. And I'd worked really hard with this uh, marketing manager, marketing director of this company to craft a proposal that I thought would would really fit with their brand. Um, It was sort of a mid-range proposal in terms of what we sell in baseball, and uh, she loved it. And I was pretty pumped when uh, when I got back, rushed back to the ballpark, picked up my son, rushed back to my house, you know, got back in my routine for the rest of the day, rest of the week, continued my follow-up. And a week later, this woman called me to tell me that they were indeed going to purchase the marketing proposal I'd put together. Uh, and I was beyond excited. I think it, to this day, it's probably the most memorable and most exciting sponsorship sale I've ever had because it was the first one I did as a mom. And it was the first one I did while juggling this new family. And in a way, I was able to prove to myself that I could do it. I could be both. I could do both. I could be a mom and I could still pursue my career. And that sale was sort of the tipping point at that time for me to to really show myself that, hey, you can do this. And here is some success you brought in revenue for the team and you hit your goal for um, making a sale while you were out on maternity leave. So still kept filling the pipeline and returned to work right after the Christmas holiday. And I was in the office for, I don't know, 20 minutes saying hello to everybody and, you know, how are the holidays when I got called into my boss's office and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what is this meeting about? I just got back. We've been speaking every week. This, there shouldn't be any surprises. Well, there was a surprise, and it was one of the best surprises I'd ever gotten. I returned and uh, was told how impressed uh, they were with with my communication and with how I'd, I'd kept in touch. I had stayed to the plan I had set and had reached my goals and they were offering me a raise and a promotion. So, I mean, what better way to return from maternity leave and that really 
crazy time in your life having your first baby um, than to those circumstances on day one. So really memorable time for me. I'm really grateful for that, but want to just highlight a couple of things um, that were key to my success. I crafted a plan and with that plan came communication back with the office and that really kept me in the game the whole time. And the plan that we came up with wasn't something that was chiseled in stone. We understood, both sides of us understood, both, both uh, the team I was working for and you know myself, understood that if things don't go well, they can, they can change. We're not going to keep down this path if it's not working out on either side and we would have to come up with a renegotiation. So for me, I understood that it wasn't a do or die situation. I knew I was going to commit to it, but if it wasn't working out on either side, we agreed that we would have an open and honest conversation about the next steps. So that communication pipeline and an understanding of where, where you are and where you're going is critical to being successful. I always say, you know, if something had gone wrong, let's say Magnus wasn't sleeping at all or had some illness or trouble with his health, I would have had to throw the plan out the window. So I was lucky to have a very healthy, happy baby boy who um, really took great naps during the day so that I was uh, freed up to, to commit to the work that I had committed to. Um, So that was maternity leave number one with my first son, Magnus, who was indeed born in 2014. Okay, next up was Anders, my middle child, who um, is incredible. He was born in 2017. At the time, we were living in Houston, Texas, and he was born during the summer, and I was actually working as a contractor during this time. So for those of you who don't know what that means to be a contractor, it means that you're not a full-time salaried benefit employee. You're working on a specific project. For me, that project um, was a big event that was to happen in November of that year, and Anders was due in June. And I did sort of the same thing where I said, okay, I worked through maternity leave number one. I want to work through maternity leave number two. But as a contractor, you're, depending on your contract, you're paid based on the work that you complete. There's not typically a set number of hours or time in the office. You make your own schedule and you let your work Uh, that you produce speak for itself. At least those were the terms that I was working under. And so my arrangement with my employer was to work. I would not be in the office, but I would be working from home and doing my job to the best of my ability, communicating back to the office on um, what I was doing, how I was getting it done, and how I was progressing forward. Again, I was in a sales role um, for this major event later that year. I was literally in the hospital with my newborn son and I set a partnership sales meeting for that next week or maybe it was two weeks later. Either way, I went to the meeting when Anders was 10 days old. My mother-in-law was in town. I left him with her at the house. I uh, raced to the company that I was meeting with. I spent an hour with them. Um, and then, you know, came home, hugged and held my baby. I still, looking back, I cannot believe I did that. But the best part was 
they bought the partnership. So I had been working with this company a little bit before I'd had the baby, uh, promised I would you know, meet with them in a certain time frame. you know, came in with the pitch and, um, they, they bought in and, um, you know, we kind of joke about it after the fact, like, did you really have a 10 day old baby? And I think, I don't know if that tipped the scales or not, but, um, you know, they knew I was going to work hard for them if, if I was doing what I was doing to, to get to that meeting again, Anders was really healthy. I left him with my mother-in-law and, um, I didn't really have, you know, too many, um, too many worries that being gone for an hour and a half would be too much for, for him. So I worked throughout that whole time. I was able to make my own schedule, uh, jump in on calls, on conference calls. I was managing a couple of sales reps at the time as well who were making calls from the office. So I had weekly meetings with with those folks and um, then working on the partnership sales goal. Now, this event was a doozy, and that's a story for another day. Um, what a roller coaster there was a hurricane in August. I mean, it was just insane. Um, but I worked throughout the whole thing to to the best of what I was able to do. And uh, that they were happy with my production. I was happy. And when Anders was 14 weeks old, he went to daycare and I went back into the office. Um, now, a couple of things I learned from this experience. Two children is more than one. You might laugh at that proclamation, but it was so much different bringing home a newborn when you already have a child. It's not just focus on one kid. Uh, You've got two to take care of, and uh, that was certainly a challenge. Um, I was, we were in Houston, so the traffic was just like next level, but um, I had to take my first son to daycare right at the time I was supposed to be laying my second son down for his nap so that I could jump on my computer. I mean, the whole plan and the whole schedule that you come up with when you've got two kids gets a little difficult and the day gets a little shorter um, because you've got you know more responsibilities and you've got to leave your house. So uh, that's sort of lesson learned on the second go around. Two is more than one, uh, which we've always known, but way different when it comes to people. And um and just to continue to, to be flexible during that time. And again, the communication back with management was key during that period of time. You guys, we have a new website, leadershipisfemale.com. Please visit us and know that we are here to help get you to the top faster. Are you a career female looking for an edge? Are you looking for answers on how you can level up? Our purpose is to bring interviews with female leaders in sports each week through this podcast, Leadership is Female, so you can uncover opportunities, hear tips to elevate your career, learn from our mistakes and successes so that you can get to the top faster. We're giving you all the advice we know now that we wish we knew then. We're extending a hand back to lead you forward. Let's go. Visit leadershipisfemale.com. Join our newsletter. Check out all the episodes of the podcast and stay tuned for more resources to lead you forward. Leadershipisfemale.com. 
Throughout this season of Leadership is Female, I've talked with several founders of the Pro Sports Assembly. I'm glad to become a founder too and invite you to join us at prosportsassembly.com. We are the Association for People Who Work in Professional Sports. Our core purpose is the advancement of diverse and inclusive leadership. From finance to innovation, operations and sales to social responsibility, marketing, human resources, and analytics, the Assembly aims to ensure pro sports has a diverse and talented pipeline to lead these efforts and more. Visit prosportsassembly.com to learn more. All right, few years down the line and fast forward to 2021 when I am expecting my daughter and my final child. I feel comfortable making that proclamation. And um, I thought to myself, you know, I've never taken a full maternity leave. I've never taken a full 12 weeks with no work. And I want to do it this time. I think a lot of us are where our head is in the game. We're overachievers. We're growing our careers. We want to produce for our companies. And we just push, push, push. And this time, instead of pushing forward, I wanted to take that time to just slow, slow and be in the moment as, as best I can um, as an Enneagram 3 and total you know, type A personality, but decided to take a 12-week maternity leave. Um, let my employer know when, um, you know, sometime during my pregnancy, I think I was like four months along that I would indeed be taking a 12 week maternity leave. But I said that at eight weeks, I would visit or revisit working part-time for the last four weeks. So blocking in that 20 hours a week for the last four weeks of maternity leave before I came back to the office And you know what? When the eight weeks came up, I just decided that I wasn't going to, that I was going to stay home with the baby and um, take in those last four weeks um, just as a a family woman. Um, So, okay, let's start at the beginning of this one. So Elon was born in May of 2021. Um, For those of you in baseball, you know the minor league baseball season was canceled in 2020. So we were coming off of a no season. We were coming into launching the year during a pandemic. Um, we've got tons of rules and regulations. We're short staffed. We've got COVID protocols. It's just absolutely bananas. So the month of May was the crescendo to this sort of three month sprint to get the season started because if you went back to January of 2021, you might have thought we weren't even going to have more than 20% of the fans in the stadium. We weren't even certain we were going to have a season. So that that rush of January through May to make sure that we were ready to welcome fans and had a safe playing environment for the players, safe place to watch the games for the fans, um, restart our business, even though we'd been working the whole time, it was definitely different to work towards reopening the gates. So here I am getting more pregnant by the day and ready to start a season in May. And I was working super long hours. Uh, our opening home stand started, I think it was 14 days before Elon was born. 
and uh, I was going 100 miles an hour. I worked up until the day before she was born and literally went from going 100 miles an hour to what can be best described as just like throwing the car in park, like 100 miles an hour, throw it in park and stop because you just had a brand new baby. And she came out healthy and I was like, all right, here we go. You know, maternity leave, it's going to start. I'll stay really uh, engaged with this podcast. Like that'll be enough to keep me, keep me going and keep me energized because you can't forget, you know, all the parts of, of your brain and what makes you happy. Um, and so I decided to keep the podcast going, take the time off of work and be at home with the baby and run the kids around camp all summer. I will tell you that for somebody who is really dedicated to her job, that was really challenging for me. You are, I wouldn't say changing your identity for the long term, but definitely in the short term. I mean, going from dressing up for work in my, you know, logo gear to putting on my yoga pants in the morning and taking care of kids all day. And uh, it's it's definitely an identity shift to not have weekends as mom and weekdays as mom and, and uh, you know, pretty hardworking executive. So that was pretty, pretty difficult. I was healing, taking care of the baby, letting go of a very busy work life. And regarding compensation, something that I haven't talked about completely with Elon, um, we didn't have a like a set in stone maternity leave policy um, where I work. It was, again, something that I could craft, but we did have a disability policy. So I was able to work with my doctor, file for um, disability during my maternity leave. The disability program that we had was only eight weeks, but it took two weeks to get started. So I was off for 12 weeks and literally earned 60% of my pay for six weeks. It's a big hit to the budget. And something that you need to be prepared for with your family is uh, what are you going to be earning while you're on maternity leave and uh, making sure that you are prepared for that. And candidly, you know, this was the first time that I felt comfortable uh, letting my salary go for almost a three-month period of time uh, to be at home with, with my child. So, you know, definitely think about the budget, uh, unfortunately, when you're planning maternity leave as well. So I would say by the time I hit the six-week postpartum mark, I definitely hit my stride. I was more comfortable at home. My head was in the right place. Um, I was focused on the right things and smoothly sailed through the last six weeks of maternity leave. As I said, I did not go back at eight weeks and work part-time. I stayed away for a full 12 weeks. So before I left, um, we'll go back in, in time, and I had prepared all of my external partners, all the people I worked with in the community, our partners, media, Hey, I'm I'm having this baby and I'm be gone for this period of time. Here's what to expect. Here's who you'll work with, and I'm not going to be available. And you know what? It was really hard for me to share that with those partners, and 100% of them replied, 
Good for you. Enjoy your time with your daughter. A lot of this is built up in our heads. If, if you're somebody who's, you know, that, that personality similar to mine where we work, 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 and we're always really concerned about those around us, the next deal, what the partner's going to think. Well, guess what? They all cheered for me. The next thing I did was prepare those in the office. I'm lucky, so, so lucky to work with incredible, hardworking people who are very, very talented. Um, My boss took on a lot of my workloads, so big thank you to him. I'm very grateful for that. And then uh, my direct reports took on a lot of extra work as well. And instead of looking at it as a extra workload for them, I, I tended to look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity for them to be more decisive, to make the decisions, to run with the plans that we had set forth without all of the check-ins directly with me. And you know what? I returned last week and everyone did a fantastic job. I'm so grateful to those who stepped up um, and gave other people a chance to shine. I even hired two new managers before I left for maternity leave. One of them um, is still there. One of them, unfortunately, baseball was not for her. Um, but but the other other manager, um, she had an interim boss because I was not there and she was a champ and did great and her interim boss did fantastic and we met uh, upon my return last week and you know we're off to the races and so in in takeaway I just wanted to share this with you because I've got three kids I've done maternity leave three different ways under three different work circumstances under three different titles two different employers, and I just want you to know that there's options. There's options, but the biggest thing is communication. Communicating with your direct reports, communicating with your boss, communicating potentially even with ownership on your plans, and keeping an open dialogue that if anything changes, you're open to continued communication. Having children is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I am also so dialed in at work too. And you can be both. You can work and you can be a great mom. And you know what? I think that for my kids, um, I'm not going to stop working. I'm going to keep working. And you know what? They're just fine. And I want them to see that example, that role model, that female, that strong female example. For my boys, they won't know a woman who doesn't leave, lead. For my daughter, they'll see a great example of a woman in a leadership role. And that's what, that's what I want for them. But you know what? I can change my mind too. So that's me today. That's me in my decisions today. And this podcast, Leadership is Female, is all about exactly the the name of the podcast, Leadership is Female, females who lead. And female leaders do a lot of things in the office and away from the office. We're mothers, we're sisters, we're aunts, we're daughters, we're friends. We've got great hobbies. We're going after goals. We're doing all these things. And I'm just so grateful to have this platform to share this with you, and hopefully it will help 
you be a more empathetic manager. It'll help you potentially consider some different ideas for your maternity leave. It might help you to not feel so nervous when you're making those announcements that you are pregnant and really lean into the moment and the special time that it is for you and your family. So that's it. Maternity leave three ways, three different kids with me, Emily Jansen. And uh, hey, you guys, wish me luck as I enter week two this week back from maternity leave and uh, and back into the event business. So thank you so much for joining me today. Please like, rate, share this episode uh, with your friends, with your colleagues, with your network. It means the world to me that you took the time to spend a little bit of it with me today. You all know I end every episode with my favorite quote or with the favorite quote of the guest. And this one is a pep talk because who doesn't need a pep talk after returning from maternity leave? So here we go. I am a winner. I am capable of everything I set my mind to. I take every setback and use it to my advantage. I am confident in who I am. I am confident in what I have to offer the world. I am confident in my abilities and my purpose. I am not held back by fear, doubt, or disappointment. I am daringly showing up to contribute something beautiful and meaningful to this world. Hey leaders, if you want to be in for a treat, definitely subscribe to the show if you have not done so already, because we have so many amazing episodes coming up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And if you leave us a review or post about me or tag Leadership is Female on your Instagram stories to talk about the show, we'll enter you into a giveaway. We're giving away something every single month. Some of my favorite things from my favorite work bag to my favorite sunglasses. Make sure that you spread the word and we will reward you for that. I'll also send you a personal thank you note and repost your comments and reviews. Last thing, did this episode bring you any insights, ideas, aha moments, anything you are inspired by? If so, take one second and share the link, post about it on your Instagram, text your friend, email, so many ways to share leadership is female. And if you do post about this show, again, don't forget to tag at Leadership is Female or at Emily Jansen or my awesome guest today, because knowing that this conversation made a difference for you means the world to us and we love to see it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Leadership is Female podcast. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with this podcast today. If you like this episode, subscribe, share, and review. What can you do today to lead her forward? We will do our part to lead her forward because leadership is female. Thank you for joining us. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.